RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines, Chief Executive Carrie Lam personally intervenes in the case of four Hong Kong men locked up in the Philippines for drug crimes. Cantonese opera troops say West Kowloon's new Situ Center will do little to promote the art form here. And would-be homebuyers queue up in the hope of getting a cheap flat under the city's latest subsidized housing scheme. The chief executive has personally intervened in the case of four Hong Kong men jailed for life in the Philippines for drug possession. Carrie Lam's office confirmed she'd written to Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte to express deep concern over the case. A Philippine court sentenced the four men to life last month after half a kilogram of the drug ice was allegedly found in one of their backpacks during a raid in 2016. Democratic Party lawmaker James Toe, who's been helping their families, says the chief executive's office told him about the letter this morning. I was not given uh, the letter, but I believe that in the last few days, since the chief executive office and the secretary of security asked repeatedly for our detailed arguments uh, and papers on the review proceedings, and uh, we uh, gave them, and I believe that will be the core of the concern in the letter. The chairwoman of the Cantonese Opera Chamber of Commerce says the Situ Opera Center in the West Kowloon Cultural District is glamorous and grand, but will do little to promote the art form in Hong Kong. Marilyn To says rents for theaters in the center are simply too high. She says Cantonese opera groups can't afford to pay almost $70,000 a day to hire the center's grand theater and that it will probably end up hosting only mainland or amateur performers. Mrs. Toe wants fees cut in half. She hopes to meet the West Kowloon Cultural Authority in the next three months to find a solution to the problem. This is quite out of our expectation because we suppose when the center is established, then... uh, we think they can get more people to watch the opera and watch the really good opera. But with that rent, then professional troupe, they are not able to go there. So the quality and the standard of the performance will be lowered. Queues are forming outside the Urban Renewal Authority's sales office as the URA begins selling flats under the first subsidized home project designed only for, the first, only for first-time buyers. The sales period runs from today until the 23rd this month. Most of the people in the queue are parents who are helping their children get an application form. Some say they'll pay the 10% down payment to help their kids get on the property ladder. The URA is selling 450 flats in Matawai for between $3.1 million and $6.6 million. The Housing Authority says higher rents for public flats have helped keep its finances healthy this financial year. The authority had expected to make a deficit on rental flats, but is in fact on course for a $290 million surplus. Overall, it expects a $9.14 billion surplus for this year, which could rise to more than $13 billion for the year ahead, as it sells several new subsidized housing projects. But Professor Chan Galok, chairman of the authority's finance committee, says it's too early to say what impact ambitious new government's targets for public housing will have on its finances. At this point, I think that uh, we do not really have enough information for us to accept based on our current forecast and estimate and that uh, we do have sufficient funds, but we are expecting that uh, there will really be an increase of the supply of the public housing and so therefore that uh, we will certainly will revise our financial budget as a result of that after we have uh, more information. 
The Medical Association says Hong Kong is still struggling to overcome stigmas and superstitions that stop people from signing up as organ donors. It said just 39 people who died last year had signed up to donate their organs, down slightly on previous years. Dr. Ho Jongping, the association's president, says encouraging organ donation is a long-term process made more difficult by problems with talking about death. The thing is, first of all, people don't like to discuss about this thing when they pass away or whatever. People really doesn't really like, like to discuss about it, especially when this is a Chinese New Year. Nobody, nobody, it's almost a taboo that you mentioned that you, you pass away. But, but you, but what you mentioned that when the, the patient does pass away, and if he has already expressed a wish, even if wish, you haven't put it in the organ donation registry, that would be much easier for the, for the, for the family members. The association wants more people to sign up as donors and will hold a march soon to promote the cause. The Catholic Diocese says its leader, the Bishop of Hong Kong, Reverend Michael Yang, has been admitted to hospital for treatment for liver failure, and his condition worsened yesterday. The church said he was taken to hospital last Thursday. It's appealing to members of the church to pray for the bishop. A meeting called by President Trump to discuss the partial U.S. government shutdown has broken up without agreement. Republicans and Democrats accused each other of intransigence over the cause of the shutdown, a dispute over Mr. Trump's demand for $5 billion U.S. dollars for a border wall with Mexico. He said the cost of the border wall was a small price to pay for enhanced border security. The $5 billion, $5.6 billion approved by the House is such a small amount compared to the level of the problem. When you see that the Democrats want to give away $12 billion extra and we're giving away $54 billion in foreign aid, So we give money to countries, but we don't give money to our own country, which is another thing that I've been complaining about, and we're cutting that back. It's very unfair. The Democratic leader in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, accused Mr. Trump of not having a valid reason to link the wall with the operation of government. I asked him directly. I said, Mr. President, give me one good reason why you should continue your shutdown of of the eight cabinet departments while we are debating our differences on homeland security. He could not give a good answer. The Democrats say they'll present their own budget proposals on Thursday after they take control of the House of Representatives. The BBC's David Willis reports from Washington, D.C. Democrats oppose a wall. Some even consider the notion abhorrent. President Trump has asked congressional leaders to return to the White House on Friday, but by making a budget agreement conditional on funding for the wall, he has somewhat painted himself into a corner politically. Mr Trump's conservative base has made it clear it will accept nothing less than funding for a wall along the US border. Meanwhile, President Trump says he's received what he calls a great letter from Kim Jong-un. Mr. Trump didn't disclose its contents, but he said he'd probably meet the North Korean leader again soon. He added that he'd never emphasized the speed of Pyongyang's denuclearization. I never said speed. Look, it's been this way for 80-plus years. Uh, We had our meeting six months ago in Singapore. Uh, We'll probably now have another meeting. He'd like to meet. I'd like to meet. Uh, But we've established a very good relationship. In his New Year message, Mr. Kim had warned that he may change his approach to relations with the U.S. if it maintains sanctions. The U.S. ambassador to Russia has met the retired U.S. Marine, Paul Whelan, who was held in Moscow last week for alleged spying. The State Department said the ambassador expressed his support for Mr. Whelan. The BBC's Barbara Plettusher has more. 
The State Department has been trying to learn more about the espionage charges since Paul Whelan was arrested on Friday. It issued a statement saying the U.S. ambassador had expressed support for him and telephoned Mr. Whelan's parents after his visit. One Russian news agency is reporting that Mr. Whelan was caught receiving a flash drive with a list of intelligence officials, but that's not been corroborated elsewhere. In the United States, analysts have speculated that he was arrested in retaliation for the conviction of a Russian gun rights activist, Maria Butina. She pled guilty last month to acting as a Russian state agent tasked with influencing U.S. conservative groups. NASA has released more images of Ultima Thule, the most distant object yet visited by a spacecraft. The BBC's Nada Taufik has been having a look. The first clear images and scientific results from the space probe New Horizons show Ultima Thule formed after a rotating cloud of small icy particles started to coalesce. Eventually, two large bodies formed and spiraled slowly until they touched, forming into an object whose shape resembles a snowman. The images reveal that the icy object is about 33 kilometers long, approximately the size of Washington, D.C. It is reddish in color with darker and brighter regions. It likely has hills and ridges, but there are no obvious impact craters. Apple shares fell by 7.6% in after our, sorry, Apple has warned investors that its latest revenue figures will be sharply lower than previously expected. After faltering global demand, the firm now forecasts revenue for the past three months to be between 5 and 10% lower than originally thought. From New York, the BBC's Michelle Fleury reports. In a letter to investors, the boss of Apple, Tim Cook, said we did not foresee the magnitude of the economic deceleration, particularly in greater China. He went on to add, we believe the economic environment in China has been further impacted by rising trade tensions with the United States. For the financial markets, this is likely to add fuel to the fire after another whipsaw day that saw the main U.S. indexes swing back and forth from negative into positive territory. Apple shares fell by 7.6% in after-hours trading. A mainland court has frozen more than 13 million renminbi in bank accounts belonging to embattled bike-sharing firm Ofo. It follows a lawsuit from delivery company SF Express over unpaid bills. The cash-strapped bike-sharing company, backed by Alibaba, is also facing demands from nearly 12 million users for deposit refunds. Zimbabwe's biggest drinks company, Delta, has announced that from Friday it'll only accept payment in hard currency, such as U.S. dollars. The government has condemned the move as illegal. The BBC's Grant Ferret reports. In a letter to customers, Delta said it had been forced to act by a shortage of foreign currency needed to pay its overseas suppliers. It said some hadn't been paid for months. The problem is one facing many companies in Zimbabwe who have to pay suppliers in hard currency but charge for their products in local bond notes, the value of which has fallen dramatically. But the Industry and Commerce Minister, Mangaliso Ndlovu, says charging in US dollars is unfair and unacceptable. He said he hoped to meet Delta executives to discuss the new pricing policy, which he said could not be allowed. Currencies, the US dollars trading at 107.15 yen, the euro standing at 1 US dollar 13 cents, and the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 83 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,053. That's 75 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $36 billion. Sports, here's Adam Jung. Let's start with football's English Premier League, where Manchester United's revival continues. Lukaku to Sanchez, Rashford totally unmarked, Rashford to finish it, and finishes it with ease as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer celebrates. 
There were six games in the Premier League with Manchester United looking to keep their perfect record under caretaker boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. With details, the BBC's Shabnam Yunus Jewel. Manchester United made it four wins from four under interim manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after beating Newcastle 2-0 at St James's Park. Substitute Romelu Lukaku came on in the second half to score with his first touch before Marcus Rashford added the second. Fourth place, Chelsea were held to a goalless draw by Southampton, who have dropped into the bottom three, while Burnley have managed to get out of the relegation zone after a 2-1 win over bottom side Huddersfield. Bournemouth against Watford was a six-goal thriller, finishing three apiece. All the goals came in the first half, four of them scored in six minutes. Marko Anatovic struck twice in two minutes to help West Ham come back from 2-0 down and earn a point against Brighton. And Crystal Palace scored twice in the last seven Seven minutes to beat Wolves 2-0. The most eagerly awaited Premier League fixture of the week takes place tonight when the league leaders Liverpool visit defending champions Manchester City. Liverpool are currently seven points clear of City, who are third. But the Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp insists that their title rivals are still the best team out there. We have to be brave. We have to be full of desire. Angry again, all that stuff, like in all the other games, but with the knowledge that the opponent is, um, for me, still the best team in the world. That's how it is. And I don't say that to say that I said it weeks ago, because I'm 100% my opinion, because of the way how they play and all the, the things they achieve, the things they will achieve and all that stuff. Nothing changed. Only the points changed, but not the preparation for the game. We finish with baseball news. Yusei Kikuchi is the latest big name to leave Japan for the major leagues. The Seattle Mariners signed the left-handed pitcher to a four-year, 56 million U.S. dollar deal with an option that would make it worth 109 million over seven seasons. The 27-year-old posted a sparkling 14-4 record with the Cebu Lions last season. He won 16 games the year before with an ERA under two. Meanwhile, the New York Yankees have agreed a one-year entry-level contract with Troy Tulowitzki. The five-time All-Star hasn't played since July 2017 due to a hamstring and ankle injury. He's expected to fill in at shortstop while Didi Gregorius recovers from elbow surgery. Tulowitzki was released by the Toronto Blue Jays last month. The club still owes him $38 million U.S. million to be paid over the next 15 years. And that's your look at sports. Thank you, Adam Joan. To end the news, our top stories once again. Chief Executive Carrie Lam personally intervenes in the case of four Hong Kong men locked up in the Philippines for drug crimes. Would-be homebuyers queue up in the hope of getting a cheap flat under the city's latest subsidized housing scheme. And Cantonese opera troupes say West Kowloon's new Hey Cook Center will do little to promote the art form here. The news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah.